Welcome to the Exxon Magazine podcast. Dive deep with us into the mesmerizing world of immersive tech, where we bring you conversations with the trailblazers of XR, AI, and spatial computing. If you're curious about what's on the horizon and eager to be inspired, you're in the right place. Tune in and let's explore the digital frontier together. Today, we have the privilege of being speaking with Chris Hood, who is a keynote speaker and thought leader in digital strategy, boasting over three decades of experience in online development. He is the author of Customer Transformation. Chris provides a roadmap to customer alignment and business value, articulating a transformative seven-stage strategy. His focus on aligning with customers' evolving needs has seen application across various industries, including financial, healthcare, retail, and non-profit sectors. Currently, Chris shares his insights on the Chris Hood Digital Show, helping businesses worldwide accelerate their digital potential. He formerly held significant roles at Google, where he developed transformation programs for Fortune 500 companies and at Fox Broadcasting, introducing innovative storytelling technologies for popular shows such as Glee and American Idol. As a co-founder of Blind Squirrel Games, his influence stretches across multiple industries. Beyond consulting, Chris imparts his knowledge to Southern New Hampshire University students, bridging the gap between business and technology through courses like business systems analysis. I can't wait to begin this amazing interview with Chris. Let's do it. Thank you so much, Chris, for being here today. How is everything going with you today? Everything is fabulous. We are in a, a slightly rainy weather, which uh, I'm in Southern California uh, near Los Angeles, and it's been in the very high 90s recently. So a little rain, a little cooler weather. It's it's almost like it's getting ready for fall, but I know it's going to warm back up again. But yeah, loving the weather and, and uh, really staying busy with uh, podcasting and meeting new people. So uh, all is going well. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Thank you so much for taking a little bit of your busy schedule to share your insights with us today. So the first question that I have for you is maybe if you can enlighten us about your background, your story, where are you coming from? Sure. Well, it's a long story, but uh, I, I've spent a lot of time in my career sort of bridging the gap between business and technology. So I have some really great stories when it comes to the business side and some really great stories when it comes to the technical side. And I think that's important for a lot of people, especially today, when we think about, you know, technology is everywhere. We are all engaged with technology on a daily basis. And yet businesses need to be able to keep up with the technology as it's changing and consumers are using the technology. And, and so my background and what I have uh, really been fortunate to be a part of 
is helping organizations really balance that or, or bridge the gap between understanding how technology can help the business uh, and how the business needs to actually help technology. And uh, I spent the last six years working for Google. And while I was at Google, that's one of the areas I focused on. Uh, I was helping a lot of companies really better understand uh, things like customer experience or consumer journeys. Uh, we talk about transformation and and really connecting the entire business around uh, the belief that as technology evolves and consumers' needs and expectations change, you're going to be able you're you're going to need to be able to keep up with that continuous evolution. And uh, yeah, I, I can trace all of that work all the way back to even my very first job working at a movie theater. And uh, today now I'm consulting with very big organizations on the same concepts. Yeah, that's impressive. Absolutely. You have a background in film. There has been a whole journey. I actually invite anybody to deepen a little bit more on your bio by going to your website, Chris Hood. Um, there is a lot of content there and great insights. So, yeah. But um, you also, it seems that all of this journey, all of these experiences, which is, has a lot of depth, have also taken you onto this amazing adventure of creating something amazing, some writing for the world to know at large about this process and creating something called the Customer Transformation Framework. This is your book. Could you please let us know a little bit more about your book? Why did you create that book in the first place and what is it about? Yeah, so I just finished writing and uh, publishing a book called Customer Transformation. Yeah. And it's a seven-stage strategy for customer alignment and business value. Mm -hmm. And the original premise of the book was to refocus our energy, our resources, our, even our investments back to the customer. And it goes along with what I was just talking about a, a moment ago. The expectations of consumers are constantly changing, and it's very hard for businesses to be able to keep up with that change. And so the book walks you through seven stages of how you can do that. And it's not just about, you know, a business saying, okay, we're going to focus on the customer more. It's about other areas of your business focusing on the customer more as well. So uh, let's take technology, uh, like your technology department, or even say human relations, uh, well, you know, HR and hiring. Like those are typically looked at as internal operations, but the book explains why it's critical to look from the outside perspective and do um, projects and and change your processes and and refocus on that consumer perspective. And what I outline is this again the framework walking you through all of the different steps, all of the different areas of a business across the entire organization to change your mindset towards the customer 
and then being able to execute on that with action plans so that you can be more successful in meeting customers' needs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds super interesting. When I took a look, I could see how typically businesses have this inside-out approach, which is we design everything as we believe is our only mission, vision, our you know, values, etc. But in that stage or in that framework, there is no intervention or even feedback directly from, from the customer. And it's so interesting, the name, because usually it goes by business transformation, but actually the name is customer transformation is the one that facilitates that actually that transformation for companies. And I see there are dimensions like customer itself, interfaces, which is an interesting one, journeys, ecosystems, culture, technology, business. So my question would be, from all of those dimensions, which ones are maybe the ones that are most often overlooked that it provokes the, uh, a moment for companies usually that they didn't know that approach? Yeah. You, you know, you, you talk about business transformation and, and the other popular one is digital transformation, oh, which yeah. is a term that a lot of people have probably heard but don't actually understand what it really means. Yeah. We've overly marketed it and it's become this solution without really understanding what it's solving. Mm -hmm. So when I wanted to formulate customer transformation, I wanted to put, again, the emphasis is on the customer. That's why we're talking about it. Customer is first, not digital, not the business even. Mm -hmm. All of the other aspects of your company, the business value, profit, technology, your culture, your employees, all of those things will materialize if you are delivering what the customer is asking for. And that is, you ask, what is the one area that most people don't think about immediately? Believe it or not, it's the very first step, which <laughs> is the customer. You, you also alluded most companies have what we call an inside out perspective. They start on the inside. And if you think about it, like, okay, I've got a business idea. Well, that's again, probably starting on the inside. Uh, I've got a technology that I want to implement. A great example of this right now is artificial intelligence, AI. We see AI everywhere. Mm -hmm. I was talking with a company just a couple of weeks ago and they told me, well, we're going to be investing a lot of money in AI. And I asked the point blank question, why? Right. You, they couldn't answer that because they just believe that, well, AI is the in thing. It's the thing that everybody's talking about. We should be investing in, investing in it. We should be adopting it. Well, I'm not arguing you shouldn't do that, but if you can't answer what is the customer going to get out of your investment in AI, then there's no point in doing it. And, and that is often the missing piece. Too often, and, and we could walk through every single stage of the customer transformation process. And they'll think like, oh, our customer experience handles what, what we're trying to do with the customer. Well, 
in the process, that's stage three. There's there's two other stages that you should be thinking about before you even get to the customer experience or the customer journey, which further shows that the, the customer is, is oftentimes not the central point of decision-making, the central point of leadership, uh, the central point of the culture within an organization, and definitely not the central point of technology decisions. Yeah, absolutely. This this is a similar phenomenon in in the tech industry, a little related with creators. Maybe you are a little familiar because you're very familiar as well with the game development industry, where sometimes the very inception idea is just coming from one person just because I want to build it. And then they build, they put a lot of effort, resources, and nothing happens because the, the customer was not the one that prompted the need, the problem to try to solve, right? And, and I am surprised by what you're saying is that this same phenomenon continues happening even in bigger companies. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I've, I've seen it as well. Huh? I've done it myself. Yeah. Like I believe I know what's what the customer wants. So mm-hmm. I, I have an idea, I'm sure. And, and the problem with that is, is we get so passionate about our own ideas mm-hmm. and we don't have any data to really support our ideas or back it up that we just want to push it through. Like, let, let's go. Uh, you know, one of the favorite TV shows out there is Shark Tank, where mm-hmm. a bunch of entrepreneurs go online and pitch their businesses. And you can tell those entrepreneurs that just have an idea, but they don't really have the data or the sales to back it up. They have an opinion. They have something that they're passionate about. And passion is definitely a part of it. You want to be a passionate about your ideas, but, but you have to be able to root those ideas in customer demands, uh, customer... Uh, problems. What are you trying to solve? What What is the need? And it, again, it's amazing how often we think about these uh, ideas as well. They've got to be successful. They're they're my idea, so it it has to work. Mm. But you but you need that data to be able to support it. Yeah. So data it's a, a very important part of the decision making, and this is when we're very creative. When we're in very creative fields, that's something that we sometimes tend to not balance well in in any product that we are uh, trying to to make evident in the world or to even present to investing companies or publishers, etc. So that's a fundamental point there. Thank you for expanding on that. There is also an aspect in your book that is called journeys, and in in a general perspective, we might have heard about customer journeys. Is it something related with your book or the, the approach that you have in terms of journeys for customer transformation, your proposal in the framework? Yeah, absolutely. We often think about customer experiences or customer journeys in this viewpoint of, I want to engage with a business I'm going to, you know, we'll pick any business. Think about your bank as an example. Um, I, I want to deposit a check to my bank 
and maybe I pick up my phone, maybe I snap a picture of my check now and it gets deposited and I want to look at my uh, account balance, right? We, we often think about that as the customer journey. And the way I kind of approach this is that we, we actually have an experience and multiple experiences, like if we were to group a bunch of experiences together, create the journey. And then even we could take a bunch of journeys and group them together and make like a saga, right? Like, like a book, right? The problem again is that for a lot of organizations is, is where they want to start. They want to start with what the experience is or what the journey is. And also when they think about the journey, like for instance, we were talking about a bank the bank often thinks about the customer journey as it relates directly back to the bank. But we as consumers are having journeys and experiences that are starting before and after we engage with that bank. So how do you start connecting journeys together when they are not dealing with the company at hand? So, Think about it like a, a trip. Like, let's say we're going on a trip together. You're going to have an airline, right? You're going to get on a plane and go somewhere. You're going to probably take a taxi or an Uber or some sort of transportation, maybe rent a car. And then you're going to have a hotel. Now, in most cases, the customer journey is siloed and unique for the airline, then there's a completely different journey for the taxi or Uber. And then there's a third completely different journey for the hotel. But in reality, our journey, our trip is the entire sequence. Mm -hmm. And yet they're not connected. They're not connected in a way where let's say that I'm having uh, issues with my luggage on the airline can I then inform the hotel that I'm going to be checking in late? Like, how does that connect? Well, those are separate experiences that I have to then go and call the hotel and say, sorry, we're running late. We'll be there whenever because of this and this. Like, um, my view is that we should be thinking about how to connect those journeys uh, seamlessly so that we don't have to make that those individual experiences happen, right? And again, this is an example of how you have to think about it from the consumer perspective, as opposed to just thinking about, well, I'm only focused on the journey that's happening in my little location for my business, for my company, and what I'm trying to accomplish. Yeah, I think that that's a fantastic example. And this is one of the views that are not so evident, right? Sometimes are not. So it's about also a perspective that people need to be more educated. I mean, leaders or or people that are in these uh, positions where they can uh, reassess how their processes are set up and, and how is the philosophy behind all of the systems that they create. I think that that's very, very, very valuable. And I also feel that it's the same valuable for even very, very nascent and small businesses to be set up in the right way, even from the ground up. I think that this is super great. It doesn't necessarily apply to bigger companies that can have a lot of investment to maybe put into their uh, 
streamlining the, their uh, current processes, but also from now, businesses that are starting to, to be born. So that's excellent. Actually, you're a coach and you also do this type of work, right? That you actually help businesses uh, understanding what is this the, the, the real perspective that can lead them to maybe more positive results from customers. I, as a customer, have seen so many times, so many frustrations, and the common sense for me, sense for me says, why do they do this if it doesn't make sense, right? And this it comes from bigger companies. <laughs> Somebody yeah. All. yeah, it happens in all levels. So this is fundamental. It's a fundamental shift for sure. In in thinking, education, all of these aspects must be connected. And also, I found another one interesting that that is called interfaces. I like the name of interfaces, and it seems to be doing this analysis of the points of contact, all the points of contact that has the customer. I guess that is a little related with journey as well. It doesn't necessarily have to be with tech, by the way. But I let you expand on that one, on that one <laughs> interface. Yeah, let's let's look at the first three elements, which in the framework are customer interfaces and then journeys. Mm -hmm. And as I said, a lot of organizations want to start with the journey first. Like they're like, hey, let's just, you know, start there and, and figure that out. Yeah. Now, some of them, you know, if you deep dive, they're going to say, well, yeah, we understand who the customer is and we want to create the journey around that. And and you could also argue that uh, interfaces, which we'll expand on, is, is part of that journey also. But I like to look at it probably a little bit differently because it, it will demonstrate why customer experiences and definitely the journey is third on this list. I think about it like if we were going to, uh, let's say we were going to go to dinner, okay? We first have to realize that we're hungry. <laughs> I mean, we as consumers, we decide, hey, we're hungry or it's dinner time. Uh, let's go get something to eat. That's stage one. That That is the actual problem that we are trying to solve. Mm. Now, we have a lot of options when we think about, well, where are we going to eat? And those options include, well, we can go to a restaurant and also depending upon what kind of food we want, uh, you know, what the food is, is it Italian? Is it Mexican? You know, is it Chinese food? Like we have lots of options. Uh, we may decide we want to eat at home. We may decide we want to cook and uh, make something here. Um, that's the interface. And, and I'm going to dive into that a little bit more. The experience, the journey is actually then, you know, cooking the food, sitting down, eating the food, enjoying the company, having conversation. So you you really can't eat the food until you've made the food and you know that, you know, and, and what happens if you make the food and no one's hungry? Then it just sits there, right? So the goal still starts with the consumer saying, I'm hungry. That's the goal that we have to solve for. So when we think about interfaces, those are also often referred to as touch points. The problem is, is that we're no longer solely touching anything. It was very common to say, pick up your phone, right? And engage with a, a company. 
I, I want to order Starbucks. Well, I'm going to go to my phone. I'm going to order my cappuccino, right? And I'm going to pay for it on my phone. Obviously, I'm touching my phone and that's a touch point. But what we're also seeing is these interfaces are evolving. I have my uh, home devices, which are voice controlled. I can say Alexa or Google Home, right? Do something for me and I get data back. So they're voice controlled interfaces. We also know we're doing a podcast right now. So there's a lot of people who are going to be listening and learning through audio and listening for those cues. There is uh, now virtual reality and augmented reality, which changes the way we engage with businesses through our visual sensory. And then I explain to a lot of people, there's a scientist in Japan right now who just invented what is called Taste TV, where you could go and lick the screen of the television and it has the flavors on the screen based on what's on there. <laughs> so these are all different types of interfaces that we are engaged in to, you know, to engage with the companies that we want to. That that engagement piece is critical because you can't think about it any longer as well. I've got a customer who's hungry. They're going to order something on their mobile device. That's the interface. And then they're going to go pick it up and eat it, right? That is a very traditional way you could look at it. But now if I say, I've got a customer who's hungry and I'm going to show them a commercial where they can lick the screen and taste it and then decide if they want to eat it, that changes the entire narrative of what that experience and journey looks like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, that's fascinating. It's it's another mental frame <laughs> to see things. Yeah. And it is definitely something that we have been missing somehow. And that uh, it'll be super. I can see the the benefits of uh, starting to change those internal paradigms inside companies to leverage now the center point as the customer is for to facilitate that transformation. Thank you so much for that. I one I more thing real yes. One more thing real quick for you. It, it's not also just about the consumer interfacing, but it's also the elements that the consumer has around them that will begin to interface. So for example, your electric vehicle or your smart car when it goes and stops to get gas or you know recharge your car can now interface with the gas pump or the electrical station and communicate between each other and give you feedback. So if you're driving and your car says, oh, I need gas, I'm going to schedule you know, uh, the next gas station and I've already reserved the pump and, it, and I've already communicated with the pump how much gas we need, those interfaces between technologies are also changing the way we uh, experience and, and journey through different organizations. Absolutely. They are now being performed automated sometimes as well um, by themselves, <laughs> not, yeah. not with a, a lot of intervention from ourselves as, as, the, as the machines get to understand better and better our needs, our habits, etc. That's super interesting. 
Um, I, I love that topic actually about interfaces and this is something of what I am writing. So that's why I, I, I love those, those great insights on, on the technology and what it's doing in those fields. And I guess one of my last questions would be, because we are in a field where most people that is right now in different professions even is trying to understand their place or their role in all of this technological shift. Sometimes they want to understand from their own profession how they can start applying this type of tools or integrating these um, maybe advances in technology. And at least in the, in, the, in the community that we are around, there are game developers, you know, designers, developers, as well as professionals themselves, because they're trying to learn these technologies. And some of them are starting to uh, maybe brainstorm and thinking how they can start their own studios or their own companies, etc. But it happens that in the field of game development, and that's why I'm going to ask you, because you're you're close to the industry. Some of these becomes a little bit challenging to apply for them because game development, it doesn't come necessarily from a particular need, you know, that's that the, the customer right there has. And then I, I, you know, design everything around this, but what would be the ones that you can see very applicable for them? Or how do you see around this uh, situation where in game development, and I guess entertainment, right? Uh, it seems a, a little approach. Also, you're the perfect one to answer this because you come from film, you know, from entertainment. So, so what's your approach there for these type of companies? Yeah. So customer transformation, the beauty of it is, is it doesn't change based on the industry. It's still the same. Every oh. company out there has customers. And I, I think you, you know, your example of entertainment or even video games is a great one. The challenge or the the problem that a customer has is boredom. That's what you're solving with games. Now, hobbies is really again, it boils down to a passion. I have a passion about something. I'm bored. I need something to do. Uh, I want to be entertained. Right. That's where all entertainment comes from. I want to escape. There's an escapism uh, about entertainment. So video games, as a great example, uh, is I want to be entertained. I'm bored. I want to do something. I want to stimulate my mind. And then you can begin thinking about the interface. And again, there's a lot of different ways that you can build video games uh, through virtual reality or like a PlayStation Xbox on a console, on your TV, handheld, on your mobile device, computer games. Uh, so there's a lot of different types of games that are being produced all to fit within a niche. And, and then, of course, the journey is the experience of playing those games. And then we get into stage uh, four, which is the ecosystem. That's all about communities and developing a community around that shared interest. And we see lots of entertainment venues have massive communities and fan bases. So the framework, customer transformation, doesn't change based on the type of industry or the type of product. It's the exact same. So, so that's the benefit. Now, if you're asking, like, how do I think about this or how do I develop a game or how do I 
come up with new ideas, right, to solve some of that. I would argue that there are a multitude of opportunities still available in the video game space with unique ideas that have not been tried before, all because it still boils down to most of the games. Most of the games today still revolve around uh, people who like video games have an idea for a game that they would like to play, and then they go and they try to build it. You can still do that. I'm, I'm not suggesting that you don't. I have an idea for a video game right now that I would love to produce, right? Because I think it would be a fabulous game and, and I would like to play it. But I've also tried to get data back in and, and, and try to analyze this to say, well, is there a consumer base who would also like to play it? Is is this relevant? How How would the interface be? And I go through the exact same process I outline in the book to try to determine even if my own ideas meet that type of, of thought process. And so definitely continue to explore ideas, continue to come up with new things that you would like to see. And if you're a creative venue, entertainment, if you're writing your own book, if you've got uh, ideas for movies, if you've got ideas for video games, I would argue keep doing that and expressing your own interest, but still kind of go back and do your research and figure out like, am I solving a need? Is there a market for this? Are people going to be interested in it? Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much. That has been so amazing. There's a lot of value and we can see how there is more clarity on those typical situations, frameworks, doubts that we used to have when maybe trying to build a business from scratch, from from this, a new industry, a new company, as well as for more established and even well-known companies, because this happens at all levels. I find this, all of this topic is so interesting. There is so much to explore and so much to learn. As you can see now, I am inviting everyone to actually to get the full scope of this, which is a lot in depth in order to go in depth, to get the customer transformation book from Chris Hood. It is available right now in Amazon as a paperback and as a hardcover book. And it's very affordable, but the inside that is there doesn't have a price. So I'm inviting anyone to go and get the book. And of course, follow Chris Hood for, you know, all the updates that are happening constantly, reading the blog, getting educated. And uh, yeah, I think that this is the best. We, we get educated, we start to learn from people that is expert, that have walked the path, and then it's way easier than trying to figure out all of these things by ourselves and making all the costly mistakes. So what do you think, Chris? Is there anything that you wish I had asked you today? No, you covered it. This was fabulous. I appreciate it. Yes, fantastic. Thank you so much, Chris. And I'm inviting right now anybody to share this episode with any of your friends or family who are passionate about entrepreneurship, about building companies, about customer service, even about the field, of course, of video games and emerging technologies. Please share this episode because it has a lot of value. Thank you so much and see you in the next episode. Bye for now.